Hey, welcome everyone to the Financial Independence Podcast, the podcast that usually gets inside the brains of the best and brightest in personal finance to find out how they achieved financial independence. But today is a bit different. If you listen to Monday's episode, you'll know that it is the two-year anniversary of when I left my full-time job. And to commemorate it, I released a recording of a reading of my first year Freedom Post, which you can check out. And I decided to record this episode of just me reflecting on the last year to give you an idea what my second year of freedom has been like. So this episode will likely be shorter than you're used to, but hopefully it'll still give you a sense of what this whole lifestyle is like after you reach your goal and some of the challenges that you face that you may not expect. Because I know personally, I've not expected a lot of the stuff that's happened. So hopefully you can learn from my experiences and then be better prepared when you eventually quit your job as well. I think a great place to begin is to actually reflect on my first year of Freedom Post, which you've hopefully read before, or if not, you listened to being read on Monday in the last episode. If not, I would suggest go to that. There's a link in the show notes to that post. The great news is the only time I actually freaked out about this whole thing was on that first day of Freedom, which I talked about in the last post. And everything else has been really, really great. There's been challenges, absolutely, but... Overall, the experience has just been incredible. Um, As I mentioned in that first year post, I was experiencing new things a lot more, which has continued into the second year. I recently biked around the Netherlands with some friends, which has been something I've really wanted to do for a while. I was just, you know, get on a bike for a week and travel around Europe because it's so easy to bike around Europe because the infrastructure is so great. And there's so much cool stuff to see in such a small area that it's, you know, it's a lot of bang for your buck as far as pedaling is concerned. Since that Dutch trip was so successful, we actually booked another biking trip with friends and had a great time cycling around the wine regions of eastern France. And that was incredible as well. And it just shows the flexibility of Phi and what that can provide you because that was sort of a last minute thing where friends were planning their big trip around Europe, asked if we wanted to join them for any piece of it. So we just flew out there for a week, biked around, drank great wine, ate great food and had a really nice time with some friends. And had we been working, we probably wouldn't have been able to do that. So the new fun experiences have continued from the first year, and so too has the focus on health. In fact, I think health has become even a bigger focus in the second year because I realized how great it made me feel in the first year and how it sort of was like a cornerstone habit that made me healthier in other ways as well. So like going to the gym not only made me healthy from the actual going to the gym, but then it made me eat better. It made me drink less beer because it's like, I'm not going to go to the gym and work that hard and then ruin it with a bunch of beer or something. So it's been hugely impactful and it's been great for my mental health too. Like I feel great. I'm happier. I feel like I'm sleeping better and it's just, it's just been fantastic. So later this year, I'm going to get my personal trainer who's a buddy who's just been sending me programs via mobile app. I'm going to get him on the show and we're going to talk through everything that he's been putting me through over the last couple of years. And it's going to be a great episode. So stay tuned for that. The decreased stress from the first year has also carried over into the second year, which I'm very thankful for. And it's actually amazing how awful stress feels when you're able to design a lifestyle that has very little of it. So recently we were, uh, I can't even remember what the issue was or why I was stressed, but it was like the first time in a while that I can remember actually feeling stress. And it's like, wow, I can't believe people with stressful jobs and stressful lifestyles go through this all the time and how this is just a normal state for people 
because it just feels awful and it can't be healthy for you. So that's been an incredible blessing. Also, I think just my mindset shift with money has changed so much that I am less stressed about a lot of things. So back when money felt like it was scarce or that I needed to save every single penny for this FI goal, then you know I worried about lots of things. Like what if the car broke? What if something happened and there was an accident and I had to pay for something or if the hot water heater went out or something? And now it's like, okay, there's enough money there. So all of these things, yes, they still could happen. But at the end of the day, you know, all you'd have to do is spend a little money that you didn't expect to spend and the problem will go away. So there's not really any need to stress about it. And that's that's actually been huge for me. It's just been such a different outlook and it has allowed me to really not fear as many things or not stress about things that could potentially happen. And part of this carefree attitude towards money is caused by the fact that money is still coming in. So as much as I'd love to write about, you know, withdrawal strategies and how that's been affecting me and how I've been selling these investments to maintain my spending and how I'd like to talk about the actual financial aspect of pulling the plug on your job and actually moving into this state, I really can't because the card tool that I built way before the Mad Fientist was even around, um, that's been bringing in more money than we actually spend. So it's a great position to be in, but it's not making me be a very good blogger because I can't really write about all the things that I'd plan to write about. But it does show that building these sorts of projects while you are working it has the potential to make the transition into post-job life that much smoother and that much easier to deal with from a financial standpoint, but also from a happiness standpoint, because if you've built something before you've left your job, you're going to have something that you're passionate about that you can work on after you leave your job. So as I've mentioned in past articles, the fact that money is still coming in, Jill's still working, I worked two years longer than I had planned to, all of these things mean that money is no longer a motivating factor in my life anymore, which is really weird to come to grips with. And That sort of leads me to the next big thing I learned in the past year, actually, which is learning how to say no to really fun and interesting opportunities that come along. Because although I got better in that first year of not saying yes to things just because they could earn me money or they could save me money, I was still agreeing to things because they sounded like they'd be fun. And having fun is great, but it still could keep you from doing things that will give you more lasting happiness and enjoyment. And that's something that I've realized is I think a lot of my unhappiness during my career wasn't because I had a bad job, because that wasn't the case. I had a great job. I really enjoyed it. And it wasn't because I felt like I needed more money to spend money on stuff. It was really, it felt like I couldn't do the things I really wanted to do. And it felt like I didn't have the time to really pursue the things that I was really passionate about that I thought could give me lasting long-term happiness. And the thing I learned over this last year is that even good stuff can get in the way of that. So yes, it was easy to get rid of my job because it was like, okay, I didn't really love it. So yes, let's get rid of that. And then I can start focusing on these other things. But then all these other fun and interesting opportunities arise when you don't have to worry about money or time. But they still get in the way of those things that you really want to be doing. And that's something I had to learn the hard way by overcommitting myself during that first year. But now during the second year, I've said no to a lot of things, which is really tough to say no to fun, interesting opportunities. But it has allowed me to 
get into a better routine and make progress on these things that I've always said I wanted to make progress on. Which leads really nicely into another huge lesson that I've learned over the past year, which is the importance of habit. I mentioned in the past that I didn't want to travel as much as I thought I would have at this stage in my life. And a lot of the reason is because I get a lot of satisfaction in making progress on some of these things. And the only way I can make progress is to have a consistent habit. So to give you an idea of what I mean, I'll just describe a, a day in my life these days, which is may not be too exciting, but it is so enjoyable, which is surprising because I never thought I would actually enjoy habit or routine. But when you get to design it exactly how you want to, then you actually do. So normally I wake up around 8 a.m. naturally, just as soon as, you know, whenever I, my eyes open, then I'm awake. I don't have to wake up to an alarm or anything. I have a nice cup of tea, cup of coffee, usually try to get some things done on the computer while I'm drinking those. And that's actually something I'm trying to change because at first I would check my email first thing in the morning, but then that would send me on all these other tasks that I didn't actually need to complete. And it would get in the way of what I really wanted to do that day. So I'm trying to only check email after 3pm now so that that doesn't happen. But after drinking a cup of coffee, I would head down to the gym and usually spend an hour to two hours there just lifting weights, which as I said before, I'll talk more in depth about when I get my trainer on the program. I'd stop by at the grocery store and the butcher on the way home and pick up some stuff for lunch. I'd come back, get a shower, make a huge lunch since that's probably the first time I've eaten all day, which I'll also talk about in the, in the health episode. And then I'd spend the afternoon working on the important project that I haven't actually even shared with you guys yet, but I will soon, I promise. There's uh, a lot of articles I'm planning on writing about this because it's been such a struggle, but also so rewarding. So I'll try to work on that until Jill gets home if she's working that day, and then we'll cook dinner together, have a nice dinner, maybe watch an hour of stuff on Netflix, maybe work a little bit more on some of the projects, maybe do some Mad Fientist stuff in the evening. And then I try to get to bed by 11 so that I can read until I fall asleep. And that's usually by midnight. So that's a pretty typical day. But that has taken a long time to get to that stage because it, you need to figure out what times are good for you to do certain things and when you have the motivation to work hard on certain things and when you don't. And that's taken a lot of trial and error. And I'm going to write about some of this stuff because it's super important, I think, to having a life that you're happy with because... I, like I said before, I think a lot of my unhappiness is knowing that I should be doing something else or want to be doing something else, but not having the motivation to do it or not having the time to do it or not having the money to do it. So when you reach financial independence, you have the money and you have the time, but the motivation is still the thing that could trip you up. And it has over the past year or two for me. So I plan to get into what's worked for me and what hasn't in future articles. But for now, I'll say that habit is the one thing that makes the biggest difference. So if I can get into a routine and I can stick to it, then it makes everything so much easier. And then I always go to bed feeling like I did the right thing that day. And I feel like I've made progress on things that are important to me. And it hasn't been a motivational struggle because it's routine and it's normal. And since my normal day-to-day -day life is so efficient and focused, that makes me enjoy my vacations more and my trips more. So when I go to the States and visit family, I can just relax. And even if I'm not as productive there and if I'm not making as much progress as I would like, at least I know that when I get back, I'm going to be making a lot more progress and a lot more effective at everything I'm trying to do. And that lets me just relax and not feel guilty about it on those occasions when I am somewhere else. 
And that and that brings up another great point. That's another reason why I'm trying to limit the amount of trips that we take and the amount of fun things that we do because if if my whole life is that, then I can't really feel good about <laughs> my routine because I'm not doing it anymore. So it's been challenging, but I feel like I'm making good progress and I'm excited to share some of that with you later in the year in future articles. And I have to say, this is a lot different than I expected when I was planning to reach financial independence. I did not think of any of this stuff and it was all the fun things that I was hoping to do, like travel and hang out with friends and family all the time and just have this life of leisure and enjoyment. But all that stuff is only really enjoyable when you're working hard and you feel like you deserve it, like you've earned it. So that's why the focus has really shifted for me this year. And being a blogger, it's interesting because you can sort of look back on what you thought you wanted and what you thought you were going to do. Because back in November of 2012, I wrote an article called The Perfect Life. And that was uh, an exercise that my wife and I did when we just tried to sit down and plan out what our perfect life would look like. And this was a great exercise. And it was one of the reasons that Jill, my wife, actually got on board with the whole idea of financial independence. So I definitely recommend you do it. But just know that whatever you think your perfect life is will likely change by the time you actually have the power and the time to live that. So looking back on that article from 2012, it looks like I did get some of the stuff right, but I missed out a lot of things too. So my core focus was going to be on friends and family, traveling, learning, and creating. And the friends and family thing, absolutely, that's been great. The traveling, as I mentioned, don't need to do as much of that as I thought I did. But the learning and creating, that that is a huge focus. And that is something that has been really bringing me a lot of happiness. Um, so back then, I thought that we were going to live this sort of like 363 plan, I called it, which was three months living in the States, visiting all my friends and family, three months traveling somewhere else in the world, and then six months living in Scotland and hanging out with Jill's friends and family. And uh, it's just amazing how off that would be. And we tried um, to travel for three months and we realized that was way too long. So now I think we're more one month travel max. We also tried to travel and see friends and family in the States for about two months. And we realized that was way too long too. And not because we didn't like seeing our friends and family, but just not having a home for that long and not having that routine is is just really disruptive. So I think we're one month max on that side too. So that just means that most of the time we're going to be in Scotland, which is great. I did mention in that post that I wanted to spend some time in Thailand, Guatemala, and Ecuador. And I'm happy to say we hit all those places up since then. So that's cool to see. Um, the other thing I thought I'd do is create businesses. But as I said, when money stops being a motivating factor... You know, some of those ideas were just money making opportunities. And it's like, well, that's not a really good use of your time if, you know, more money is not going to make that big of a difference. The other thing that I mentioned in that post was maybe doing a PhD program, which is something I still want to do someday. And I am putting that off to what I'm calling my second retirement because I feel like there's so much I want to get accomplished that I still feel like I'm working super hard. And I can see a time when it's like, okay, maybe I'll do a PhD program for fun. One of my buddies has said that he wants to come over and do a master's. So maybe I'll just do a master's with him for fun. And then my like proper, proper retirement will be being a ski bomb on a mountain somewhere and maybe working part-time for ski patrol and throwing avalanche bombs and stuff like that. So the whole point of this is just what you think you want is maybe not exactly what you are going to want once you get there. So just be flexible think of other options, experiment, and just have fun with it because that's really the whole point. And that that brings me to the biggest realization that I've had over the last year that I don't think I had as much in the first year. 
And it's just how good this is and how lucky you are to be able to control all of your time. There's been so many times over this past year where I've just get this feeling of elation, really. It's just like, there's no reason for it. There's no external stimulus that caused it. It's just a moment of pure joy, really, just knowing that you're in control of your time and knowing that you can do whatever you want. And it doesn't matter if you get kept up late one night because somebody's noisy in the street or something because you can sleep in the next day if you need to. And it's just these unexpected moments of just pure gratitude that you're lucky enough to be in this position that you're in and to be able to live this lifestyle and to have the low levels of stress. And that's just happened so many times over this past year and a lot more than the first year, I think. I think in the first year, I was just really thinking about things and still in the old sorts of mindsets. But now it's just like this new life and just, I guess, every so often I'll realize that, hey, this isn't just a vacation or a temporary thing. This is life now. And I feel incredibly lucky to be living it. So hopefully this is helpful to you as you're planning your own departure from work eventually. And hopefully it gives you an idea of where I think the mad scientist is heading uh, for the rest of this year and into next year. I'm going to be focusing a lot on building the lifestyle that you're hoping to build because I, as I said, I've had my struggles and I've learned a lot about that. So I think for the rest of this year, there's going to be a lot of articles focused on that and some of the things that have worked for me and haven't worked for me. So if you're interested in learning more about that stuff, then absolutely subscribe to the email list and you'll get notified as soon as a new article gets published. There's currently 80,000 people subscribed, which blows my mind. But hopefully that shows that I'm not spamming people and people aren't unsubscribing. So if you want to subscribe and also get a PDF of all the great advice I've received on the podcast over the years, just head over to madfientist.com forward slash advice. And you can enter your email just there and you'll get a PDF containing tons of great advice that I've received from all my guests on the podcast over the years. So that's what my second year of freedom was like. And as they say, time flies when you're having fun. And that definitely was the case. I really can't believe it's been two years since I left my job. But it's been a wild ride. It's been extremely exciting. And I can't recommend it enough. So for all of you out there who are still on the path to FI and who are finding it uh, to be a bit of a grind, trust me, it's absolutely worth it. And all of the things that you're learning about yourself as you struggle through these times are going to definitely help you build your ideal life once you do walk away from your job. So thanks a lot for listening. We'll be back to the normal interview format in the next episode. And I have some good ones already recorded that I'm excited to share with you. See you next time. Finance.